We are a seaside nation here in Australia. Well, everywhere except the middle. But more than 80% of us live within coastal regions and we're known worldwide for our love of the surf, sun and sand. Because, well, obviously every Aussie looks and sounds like Chris Hemsworth. But from crocs and sharks to rips and reefs, we take a risk each time we get in the water. So we need someone to look out for us. Let's meet the guy who started it all. A maverick who broke all the rules so that we could get burnt to a crisp or sticky with sunscreen. A guy whose fleeting rebellion started a movement that would spread across the world. I'm Amanda Keller, asking you to please swim between the flags for Brain Fuel. Great Aussie stories from the road. Fueled by Ampol, Australia's own. In the 19th century, some Sydney-siders were banned from swimming in the ocean during daylight hours. As the story goes, an artist by the name of William Gotcher campaigned to end the ban, running headlong into the water at Manly Beach while the sun was still up. The police, well, they didn't really care, but it made for a good story. When the rules were changed around 1902, it was actually because Sydney was in the grip of a drought. The councils thought that letting people bathe in the ocean would save water. But in the tradition of the great Aussie larrikin, a legend had been born. And with it came surf life-saving. Cyril Baldock, OAM, life member of Bondi Surf Bathers Life-Saving Club and the current patron of the club, joined Bondi... 14 year old in 1958 and won 15 Australian surf lifesaving titles. Cyril has been involved in surf lifesaving since 1958, a mere 50 years after its humble beginnings. It was formed by a group of young men on Bondi Beach who um, saw the dangers and people were getting into trouble and drowning, and they formed the club first and invented things like the reel and. Um, and made it formal and it just spiralled and grew from there. On October 18, 1907, representatives from Sydney's Surf Lifesaving Clubs, together with members of other groups, met to form the Surf Bathing Association of New South Wales, or, as we know it now, Surf Lifesaving Australia. We were the first country to do it. I think it's the, the volunteering spirit and helping spirit of Australians that started at first, about 110 years ago. The men that first formed it, they were pioneers and really it was only just starting to evolve and just starting to improve and um, get some real roots by the time I joined. The original equipment is unrecognisable now. It's evolved from the old line and belt reels in the early days to drones and helicopters that we use now. The most important change was some um, four years ago when um, they allowed women to join the association. Here, here. We all know the red and yellow uniform and flags. Every summer they signal to us that if we get into strife, someone's looking out for us. What has been the impact all these years later? First and foremost, saving lives, saving money for governments to be able to save those lives and giving confidence to beachgoers to know that they're safe when, um, when the voluntary life-saving patrols are on duty. Over the past 114 years, surf lifesavers have rescued more than 650,000 beachgoers. 
181,000 members patrol 36,000 kilometres of some of the most diverse coastline in the world. Even the tinier places all along the coast, even in the, in the country areas, you know, you can name dozens and dozens of them. These days, our long tradition has expanded all over the world. You'll find surf lifesaving in the USA, it's in New Zealand, Ireland, South Africa and the UK, keeping beachgoers safe in the water. Of course, it is still spreading worldwide, and Australia was the start of that. And there's no doubt it will be for generations to come. From Hanging 10 to whatever your journey, Ampol will get you there. Make sure you follow our adventures for free in your favourite podcast app. I'm Amanda Keller, and this is Brain Fuel. <laughs>